0: You're listening to the Her Leadership Coach podcast for the quietly determined career woman who's looking to step up into her first or next level leadership role. If you're looking to make a bigger, more positive difference in your organization, you've come to the right place. Well, hello, welcome in. It's Rochelle. On today's episode of Her Leadership Coach, we're taking a little detour. Now, don't worry, I am not straying too far from this season's focus on gender biases in the workplace because we have got plenty more ground to cover there. But today I want to switch lanes for a moment. Why? Because there's something I've been thinking around recently that I believe deserves highlighting, and that is feminine power. Now, I started down this particular path recently of looking into power a little more deeply during a chat with one of my clients who she has worked her way through the male-dominated world of finance, and that's where her career has been, and she knows how to handle her business, but she's starting to question the kind of power she's used to make her way through that world to achieve the success that she's achieved the kind of power where you take that i'm the boss here approach the power where you are the expert where you know all of the answers and you leave no room for anybody else the power where you make all the decisions and simply hand out the tasks to be done For her, at least, that kind of power has been losing its attraction and I think it's effectiveness from what she's saying. And I think part of that is because she's seen and felt a different kind of power lately and she's seen that it's, well, it's really powerful. So why delve into this now? I think we all know the world's not changing. It has already changed. And the old constructs of leadership have been shifting for a while now, albeit slowly. In fact, you know, I get impatient with it. Um, But if you're listening to this podcast, then odds are you're ready to disrupt those old stories of power and redefine what it means to be a leader in today's world. And you're not alone i think this sense of questioning this feeling of something's not quite right here is something i hear quite often uh, i was running a workshop the other day at work with a group of women and one of the questions i got them to discuss in breakout rooms was who is your favorite leader And it was so interesting to me that in the brief discussion we had when they rejoined the main room, one of the women they highlighted, in fact, the only one uh, that wasn't within their circle, you know, the only one that everybody would know was Jacinda Ardern. And if you haven't heard me discussing Jacinda before, she was the Prime Minister of New Zealand and is a fantastic example of a new kind of power and I think was really noted for that during Uh, the pandemic and during her time as a leader. So you might be beginning to see and feel that the textbook definitions of power, um, which are, well, let's talk about them, shall we? So according to most dictionaries, power is about strength, force, authority, Words that really scream dominance. And let's be honest, when you think of these terms, you're more likely to conjure up images of a boardroom than a nursery, right? The language of power is so deeply embedded with masculine descriptors that we often overlook the full scope of what power can truly be. But if we dig a little deeper into that definition we find that power also refers to the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the course of events. And my listening friend, this is where feminine power starts to make its entrance within that definition. So you, like my client, might be feeling how exhausting it can be as women to go to work as leaders or aspiring women leaders and feel like we need to put a mask on day after day to kind of contort ourselves into someone else's idea or I guess for now society's idea of what a leader should be. And let's be real, those masks are pretty heavy and they really hide the most potent tool that you have and that is your authenticity that is what makes you a great leader and yet when my client first tried to put the mask down she really felt a lot of resistance around it because masculine power is what she had become comfortable with over a long period of time even though it was exhausting You know we've grown up in a society that's put masculinity on a pedestal when it comes to the concept of power our early role models pop culture icons the media even the education system have put this particular image of leadership in our minds uh, of of powerfulness is to be manly right Uh, strength decisiveness and authority They have often been held up as the must-haves of a good leader. And honestly, I can't blame anyone for believing that now. The messaging for that is still everywhere. There was research done by the Gina Davis Institute, who knew there was a Gina Davis Institute. Uh, She did some research back in 2014 that found movie portrayals of corporate leaders was incredibly skewed, with 86% of them being men. And in case you're wondering, that does not seem to have got a lot better. There's a 2021 study by uh, Dr. Martha Lousen um, that showed the percentage of females as major characters at all in movies has been relatively stable since 2015 at a pretty sad 35%. And then even when we do get women leaders in our movies, they are often portrayed with having masculine qualities. And not in a nice way, of course, but watch The Devil Wears Prada or The Iron Lady to see how they play out. But what's often brushed under the rug in movies and the the narrative in general are the equally compelling but less visible forms of power that aren't tied to traditional masculinity. So, you know, traits like resilience... Emotional intelligence, collaboration, these qualities have been frequently categorized as feminine and have long been trivialized or entirely dismissed as being too soft for serious leadership roles, which is interesting, isn't it? Qualities that make us uniquely human are labeled as shortcomings, especially in the professional context. And I know if you're like me and you've been to leadership courses through work lately, there has been some emotional intelligence work creeping in. And yet when I get put into breakout rooms with men, I don't think they get it still. I don't think it's still seen as truly a leadership quality. Um, It's almost seen as the flavor of the month. Now, before I go any further, I do want to be really clear I don't believe traits such as being driven or empathy, decisiveness or collaboration are inherently masculine or feminine. Uh, In fact, I'm not entirely sure anymore that there is entirely inherently masculine or feminine anything. Um, There's a book by Angela Saini. I think I've talked about it before in the podcast, but I loved it that much. That's why it gets a mention. Uh, It's called Inferior and She dives into the science behind the genuine differences between men and women. A bit of a spoiler alert, there's actually not that many. Certainly not the differences I have been led to believe were biological my entire life. All of the stories about men are hunters and women are gatherers actually don't turn out to be all that true. So uh, read that if you want to know more. It's a fantastic book. Um, But what we've found is that men have had the narrative for so long around science, all the sciences and and biology and archaeology and everything that shaped our culture, that those perceived differences, those stated differences, have been baked into the way we've been brought up mainly from as soon as we are born, right? People start talking differently to boy babies than they do girl babies. And these days with all the gender reveal parties going on, even earlier, people talk to uh, fetuses, embryos. um, You know, as soon as we know the sex of a child, of of someone in the womb, we start talking to them differently. So um, it's no wonder that we come out and and turn out to be quite different with our traits Um, but when I talk about masculine and feminine power or any other traits I am talking about those traits that we have been socialized with rather than traits we are naturally more prone to from some biological imprint. Now in saying all this I'm also not here to place feminine power above masculine power necessarily that would be replacing one form of imbalance with another. What I'm advocating for is a more nuanced, integrated approach to what power is, to how we show and act from power, one that brings together the best of both worlds at the right time. Um, As I said, the traits are not intrinsically male or female, they're human And I believe a balanced blend of what society labels as masculine and feminine traits creates a holistic model of leadership that is not just effective, but also humane, right? For the people that are um, so-called following us, for the people in our teams. So I want to say that in our quest to redefine power, it's not about flipping the script, It's really about rewriting it entirely. Okay, so with that out of the way, the $64 million question is, how do we begin to embrace this new, more balanced paradigm of power? What does it look like when we step into our fullest potential and we start to break free from what society has told us for so long true power really is? Now, first and foremost, I do want you to tap into this. Having power does not have to dilute others' power. In fact, real power amplifies others. Your power used wisely and generously enhances my power. My power in return strengthens yours. This does not have to be a zero-sum game where my gain is your loss or vice versa. It is a, an ecosystem that is cooperative where the power of one feeds into the collective, right? And I think that's what this blend of masculine and feminine can really give us. For example, as a leadership coach, when I work with you, my aim is not to stuff you into some predefined mold of effective leader, not society's mold, not my mold. We're not doing that in a coaching environment. Instead, it's about working collaboratively with you to unearth the unique blend of qualities and strengths that make you, you, right? So my role is to help you tap into your innate wisdom to, I will reflect back your blind spots, the things you're not seeing, and help facilitate some really transformative conversations. So I bring my power of listening, empathy, curiosity to help you work through the complexities and opportunities of leadership that are there for you all while holding a mirror up to show you your potential and the power you have to drive your own change. Okay, so let's get back to that how. How do we put these empowering principles into action? Um, So I'm going to go through five ways for you. So if you want to stop and and start as we're going through these. Um, First up, we've got self-awareness. And this is just incredibly important. Uh, it's really based on the first principle of the Her Leadership Way manifesto of curiosity, right? So um, one of the, sh- the mindset shifts, in fact, is, from, um, is into self-awareness. So let's start with dismantling those limiting beliefs we've held on to for so long that society have raised us with. These scripts we keep running in our heads telling us that power looks like X, so I have to be X. Just forget that, right? Start to shift those beliefs to your power comes from being who you are. Authenticity is what breeds influence, period. But you've got to know yourself first. What are your values? What do you stand for? What will you not stand for? And while you're at it, start bringing awareness to your own biases, right? Understand that we all have biases ingrained in us from society, from our upbringing, from our experiences. And these are what influence how we perceive power. So acknowledging them is the first step towards neutralizing their impact. Secondly, we want to start to cultivate both masculine and feminine traits. And look, by now... uh, there's a high chance that you have cultivated your masculine traits in leadership. Um, You are probably already goal oriented and, you know, hardworking and driven and ambitious. And they're all great masculine traits in the right circumstances. But you want to start to develop a toolkit that includes not only those traditionally considered masculine traits, Um, But also feminine qualities such as empathy, collaboration, listening, uh, reflecting. So by blending these attributes from both sides, you get the best, best of both worlds. Next one is start to amplify others. Like I said, real leaders don't just hoard power. They actually distribute it. In a team setting, this means recognizing the unique abilities of each member and giving them the space to shine. It also means encouraging both men and women when they do display feminine power. Because when one person shines, we all do. And we need men on this journey with us. So I don't want you to just encourage women to display feminine power. Next one is practice giving yourself grace. And this is the third principle from the Her Leadership Way manifesto. And if you haven't got your copy yet, you will find the link to get your free downloadable copy from uh, in the show notes. But I want you to remember that you are human and shifting your, your neural pathways is not an overnight thing and you will slip back into old patterns. It is inevitable. The trick is not to beat yourself up when it happens. Be gracious with yourself and others as you all navigate this change. Fifth way is coaching and mentoring. Yes, sometimes it is really hard to see the forest for the trees. Sometimes you, are, you can't even see how you are showing and acting with power. So working with a coach or mentor can offer you really valuable third-party perspectives and can help you really embrace that authentic power, find and embrace that authentic power you have and start to integrate it into your leadership style and your daily life in a way that feels good for you. Uh, Now, I'm going to throw in one bonus way here, and that is mindfulness. Yeah, I know, for many of us, mindfulness feels like something we just don't have time for, and that is definitely me, I flow in and out of mindfulness, I'm getting a lot better at it, but I am a work in progress, but I want you to hear me out, being present, being mindful, it's not just about stress relief, you know, we often hear about it in that that circumstance, but it also gives us the headspace to make better decisions, to respond rather than react and to be the kind of leader who is in tune with who they are and their environment, not just marching to the beat of uh, what's happening at any given time of the day. Now, again, I am not knocking masculine power as leaders, we still have times when we need to be driven to make quick decisions, to be the expert. What I'm challenging is this one-sided view that it's the only legitimate form of power. This idea is not only outdated, it's, it's really restrictive. It's trying to squeeze all of us into tight molds and throw away the key. It ignores the fact that power is nuanced It is multifaceted and that everyone has their unique brand of it, men and women. So there you have it. I really believe it's time to bring this balanced concept of power into our offices because the future of leadership is not masculine or feminine. It is a blend of all the strengths we bring to the table. And it starts with you. Taking action making a change and leading the way thanks for joining me this week if you want to continue this conversation about power or being a leader from the inside out why not join us in the woman in leadership facebook group you'll find the link to that in the show notes i also want to let you know that some of this podcast was created with the assistance of artificial intelligence I use AI to edit the audio, to draft my show notes. AI saves me time, which is of course super helpful. Uh, And as a leader, I really encourage you to be experimenting with AI. Start with ChatGPT, it is the easiest thing to do. Uh, This stuff is set to revolutionize the way we work and I want you to make sure you are keeping pace with this development. If you got value out of this episode, please share it with a friend that you see as a leader. Uh, And if you could leave a review and work out how to leave one, I know it's not the simplest thing, but I really would appreciate it because it helps those good old algorithms in the podcast world to share it with others. Until next week, continue to lead the way her way.